we ready to I go? Absolutely, so. uh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Ryan, start here. <laughs> or pick Ryan up like none five of that minutes out. ago. My God, Ryan. Ryan's doing the Lord's work over he here. He really is. Okay, so uh, when we stopped, shit was getting <laughs> yeah. real. Uh-huh. So we have a few different options for where we can pick up. The party is sort of split at the moment um, and probably about to be split even further. Obvious. So, <laughs> well, that's just the nature of the way things are playing out. Um, so, Martha, you are up in the ranger station with Ben uh-huh. and Tully. Siobhan, you are currently engaged in I'm not. Well, I'm Mortal engaged, combat. but, but <laughs> Siobhan is mortal and immortal combat. <laughs> that's pretty good. Siobhan's currently engaged in immortal combat uh, with Gray in the front room of the diner. And Mariah, you had just pulled Billy into the back room yes. and uh, was looking. you were looking for an exit. So do any of you have strong feelings on who we start with? Not particularly. I would say pr- um, probably Mariah's situation with Billy. Yeah. Cool. That if, works for me. I mean, if that's okay with yeah, that's fine. Addison. Okay, great. All right. So then I think actually the final visual we had from the last episode was you in the back room of the diner having having pulled Billy back there, glancing over his shoulder and seeing the exit sign. So we can just pick up right there at the freeze frame. Perfect. I mean, this is going to sound like I can't decide if this is helpful or not, but my first instinct is oh my god, my first instinct is just to kind of push Billy out the door. Yeah, you can do that. Like Billy, go home. Okay? Um, leading him out the door. <laughs> um, I think that he is... He still has this sort of glazed over look, yeah. and it's it's hard to tell right now if this is shock or something yeah. else. I mean, you did notice that he was bleeding, which implies that, like, he has been bitten. Um, I'm stressed. Okay. Um, it's okay. I also grabbed some uh, paper towels. Okay. And wad them up and put them on where is he bleeding from his neck is it his neck no it was his, his mouth oh god then i just hand them to him so i'm not gonna stuff those in his mouth i was gonna put it on the wound no it's like it's like he's he's cut on his lip. okay got it uh <laughs> it's not just like blood pouring out from his mouth <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> okay. i i put them in his hand and i put his hand to his lip Basically just, like, guiding him like I would, like, a friend of mine who got too high at this point. Like, that's totally. the only frame of reference I have for someone who's in this kind of state. And then shoving your entirely too high friend out the back door and telling them to find their way home. Okay, listen. <laughs> that part's where we start to deviate. Because <laughs> I can't just sit here and wait out the vampire bite with Billy. <laughs> Well, there's no, you can't. But his home is close by. If you okay, no, I'll to take, take him I'll there take him to his house. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm going to tell you that it is. Like, I'm not going to make <laughs> if you just shove him out the back door. Like, but is it no coat? Okay, but like, there's no guidance. <laughs> He's like, but like, I'm totally in a vampire stupor. I'm worried I'm about leaving Siobhan alone. <laughs> <laughs> or you can leave Billy back here and go back out to the front room. But like, what if he... I don't... <sighs> Is there a way to, like, lock him in the back? You can, yeah. Because I, I'll, I'll at this point, I know that somebody who's been bitten can be influenced, right? Yes. Okay, well, then I probably want to keep him contained. That's a good idea, yes. I'm also going to take all the knives. 
Okay. <laughs> Sorry, my brain, Great. I have a dark, dark horror movie brain, and my first thought was if Grey can't physically get to him but can influence him, he could make him do something. Yeah, um, no, I mean, again, that's a good thought. I, I love that, and I think you're absolutely on the right track. I do still love the image of Mariah with an arm full of knives <laughs> running out of the back room <laughs> into the front I of the room. I have to. That's fine. That's totally fine. I love- Should I make you do a running with scissors check? What, or me like too. what? <laughs> Um, so I lock the toast of the town, beloved public figure, Mayor Big Billy, in the in the back room. Okay. And I take all the knives. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, and then what? And then I'm going to probably rush back out to try to help. Okay, great. So you run back out into the front. So the way I'm picturing it, like, the entrance to the back room is behind the counter. So you run out from the back room, you are behind the counter, um, out sort of in the main area, the main floor of the diner, uh, are Siobhan and Gray, and you are holding an armful of knives. Correct. Excellent. Thank God. (laughs) You are correct. What do you do with your armful of knives? How many knives? I'm going to give you sort of initiative in this situation. How many knives do I have? Well, all of them. Okay. So, I don't know, probably like ten I'm knives. I'm probably not going to try to throw all of them at once. <laughs> Good no. idea. No, you're not. I would like to take a knife, like a shorter mm-hmm. one that's a little bit more similar to something I might have actually potentially worked with in the past. Um, okay. And I would like to throw it at the vampire. <laughs> okay. Um, does Mariah have any experience in knife throwing? Um, Not really. Cool. Um, act under okay. pressure. That's a... Uh... And it's actually a plus cool roll, so you're not in the worst situation okay. here. Okay. Oh my god. I rolled a 10 across, like, b- like basic 10, and nice. then I have to add my cool modifier, which is, I believe... Nice. Like, um, so that's an 11. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Oh, I love yeah, that yeah. for you. So you successfully act under pressure. <laughs> what were you trying to do with them? I, what were you trying to do with the knives? I just needed them not to be where Billy was, because if Gray can influence Billy, even if Gray can't physically right. get to Billy, Billy might be forced to do something, like, hurt himself. Right, but then what? I just was going to get them away from where he is. Like, so where did you throw them? No, I threw a knife at the vampire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now the vampire just has a knife? That's Wait, what? Oh, she was not trying to throw the knife to the vampire. She was trying to throw the knife at the vampire. Okay. Like, you know, to, like, to stab. Oh. All right. God. I need you to know that for the past, like, week straight, I have been, like, in my brain space, like, cool, okay, I, like, have to knock it out of the park with this episode. Everything is, like, so tense. Like, there's so many really cool pieces set up right now, and, like, I was so concerned about, like, maintaining everybody's well-being throughout this very stressful finale. No. Are you mad at me? <laughs> no. No, she's mad at me. I'm not mad at either of you. I'm not uh, mad at anybody. I'm laughing my head I off. I just took the knives and suddenly I had knives and I thought I might as well try to do an attack with the knife. No, I love it. This is just... Occasionally, I, like, even now, as a GM, um, you know, I'm not perfect by any means. I don't even pretend to be great. But I learn something 
in the process every single time. And every time I think like, ah, uh, here we go, I will plan out some options based on what I predict the characters will do. <laughs> no. That is my hubris, dear <laughs> listeners. Because... <laughs> I will never know what these people are going to do. <laughs> if it helps, I don't either. <laughs> she just doesn't. It's okay. So you you massively massively succeeded on your act under pressure roll. Okay, great. Which is great. I love that for you. So you throw this knife at this vampire. Where were you aiming? Um, can be a little gross. Sure, why not? We already had eye. I was just so about like, to say his eye. <laughs> the no, other eye. The other eye. God. Or the same eye. Other eye. I don't know which one. The other eye. Okay, great. Uh, it was a total success, so I guess I, I gotta grant that to you. Oh, shit. Nice. So maybe, like, Siobhan's back was to the bar, and all of a sudden, Siobhan, from over your shoulder, this knife comes flying out. Mm-hmm. And as Gray had just sort of, like, wheeled around to come at you again, um, his other eye now has a knife protruding from Oh, my it. God. Gray makes this... Uh, guttural hissing sound again and removes the knife from his eye. He turns and he has now these two black Icarus pools where his eyes used to be and um, bears his fangs in a full grimace at you. Gross. Um, uh, I would like to really... I think now at this point, like, his hands are also covered with this, like, vampire blood substance, but he is now armed with a knife. Yeah, fuck, I didn't... Andrew was right, I did give him a knife. He got a yeah, knife. I mean, you also did like effectively remove the vision part from the equation, so that's useful. <laughs> it's a very nice way to say destroyed his eyes. <laughs> you did destroy. You his removed eyes, the yes. vision part. Um, really quick. Um, <laughs> as fast yes. as I can, I would like to retrieve my quill pen from my boot. Okay, I'm gonna make that another act under God, pressure roll. Let me roll that. <laughs> Seven. Okay, so mixed success. Um, I will say that you can remove or you can retrieve your quill pen from your boot, but effectively, if this game had like actions or rounds, it would take up a round to do so. So you duck below the counter to reach down and pull this out of your boot. um, But in the process, you don't have any vision on what's happening out in the bar. You kind of take yourself out of the equation for a second. Thank you. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Uh, Siobhan, I think that Gray just sort of stabs forward blindly at you with a knife, um, aiming for your chest. What do you do? I'm going to block with the shield. Oh my god, yes. Hell yeah, baby, the shield. What do I need um, to do? Roll an act under I'm pressure like for me. Act under pressure, and that is cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh boy. Uh-oh. Yes. Oh boy. Yeah, your boy rolled snake eyes. Ooh. No. Siobhan, yeah. no. Yikes. Yeah. Oh, no. Siobhan rolled snake eyes, but she also did level up. Like, oh, in the process of rolling. Okay, sorry. I forgot that that um, rolling failure gives you points for a second. Uh-huh. I was like, she leveled up in the middle of a battle? That's like really anime. Of her. Yeah, right? Like, she literally like does that anime hero thing where she drops down with the one knee up and then like starts laughing and right. lifts up her head and she's like, that's not <laughs> even... <laughs> Now you get to see my true power. Yeah, there. She like brushes her fist across her face to wipe away the nosebleed, yes. and then like stands up. It's so uh-huh. good, like a smirky grimace. You forgot. Uh-huh. I have one thing on my side. You never will. The power of friendship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. Um, okay, I think you 
you go to pull your shield up, you don't quite get it there in time. So the knife does glance off, but it buries itself in your shoulder uh, for, let's say, two harm. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. We're doing this. Bam. We are, in fact, doing this, yes. Another harm. Okay, so I'm going to do a cool hand maneuver with my hand. Mm -hmm. Since hand maneuver with your hand. He's okay, stabbed like into so my far. shoulder. Yes, it is. I'm gonna grab his wrist mm-hmm. and try and break the elbow. Oof. Okay. Real, uh, real martial arts shit. That it's real martial arts hours here in the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll to kick some ass. Uh, that's a nine. Okay, so another mixed success. Uh huh. Um, what? What would you like your your failure to be effectively here? So what you are, are going to give damage. He's going to take damage. I think there are a few ways this could go. Mm-hmm. I will allow you to... Um, well, I guess basically here's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> At the end of this, do you want the knife still in your shoulder or not? I mean, I kind of imagined it would stay there. Yeah, so I'm thinking either like you can... The damage can either come from the knife being pulled out of your shoulder as you do this mm-hmm. um, and you will execute your uh, dope move that you want to do, deal damage and the knife will be out of your shoulder but you will take additional harm in that way or uh, you can execute your cool move and he can also get a hit on you. Um, let's do the thing where where it comes out of my shoulder. Okay, great. So you do your dope martial arts move. You grab his wrist and snap his elbow and, God, this is a violent fight. I love it. Uh-huh. It's so rarely that we get into, like, just knock down, drag out fights on this show. And it's it's yeah. been a while. It's time. So you snap his elbow. There's a horrible splintering sound. Um, and I think he sort of crumples forward a little bit. As he does so, the hand that was still holding onto the knife uh, continues to do so. And it rips the knife out of your Oof. shoulder. Take an additional... I mean, you have one armor, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it's two harm, so you're yeah. going to take one more. Yeah. Is, is, is Siobhan okay? Right now, Siobhan has three harm. Oh, no. So you have one more before you're okay. unstable, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so definitely hear that crack from under the ca- or behind mm-hmm. the counter where I've just pulled out my, my pen and made it a sword. Um, or rather, a big knife. It's not, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's a dagger. A dagger yeah. But like pen sword is fun to say for the wordplay. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, it's a small sword. I was going to say, like, how is it about, like, how big will we say it is? Is um, it, like... That's up to you. We haven't used it in the head fiction removing yet? size? <laughs> it sure could be, if that's what you need it to be right now. Um, true. I mean, I kind of am imagining it looking a little machete-like, but that's just... I think <laughs> okay, maybe because cool. I think Mariah with a machete seems really cool. This is the first time we've used it in the fiction, okay. so I will let you have some flexibility in defining it, and then we'll sort of set the tone of it moving forward from here. It's a machete. Great, it's a machete. <laughs> it's a quill machete, and I love that for you. Yes. Nice. Um, so I've got my... Um, I imagine that when I change it over, I kind of, like, um, flick it between my fingers a little bit, like when you twirl a pen around. Oh, I love that so much, And then it yes. does a little magical girl kind of transformation, and then it's a machete. Aww. Um Yes. Gets us up. Um, all right. And so I've got that. I would think I'll emerge back from behind the counter, 
kind of wheel into mm-hmm. the action. Uh, where is Gray relative to me right now? Uh, Gray is, well, I think Siobhan is probably a couple feet away from the counter uh, that you just came out from behind. Um, and Gray is like right up against her, but having just sort of like crumpled forward a little bit, maybe not quite to his knees, but mm-hmm. um, in in that sort of prone position. Okay. Um, I'm trying to calculate like his proximity to Siobhan, like how risky is it to, for me to go for it and try to Depends on how well you roll. Oh my god, I don't like that. Mm. Mm. Um, can I like? <laughs> They're sort of entangled right now. Like, okay. so I should. Try it would to... be possible to pull him off yes. and do whatever you need to That's do. What I but think. if you're just gonna go in swinging, no, I don't like, want to go then... in swinging. I don't want to hurt Siobhan. Um, I think I'm gonna go try to pull him off her then. Okay, great. Is um, that another act under pressure? Uh, yeah, I feel like that's probably an act under pressure. Yeah, that makes sense. That is an eight. Okay, so a mixed success. Yeah. But I haven't taken any harm yet, so there's also that. Yeah, totally. I think that um, the most obvious way for this to play out in my mind is that you go up and sort of try to pull him off. Are you doing this, like, grabbing him by the shoulders or, like, around the stomach? Like, what is your... How are you getting into this situation? I was gonna kind of try to... um, this is hard to just let me try to describe this because it's very clear in my brain. Sure. Um, take the, the, my machete, um, such that I'm not actively trying to like cut any heads off. Uh huh. But like with the blade at his throat pulling back. So if he doesn't come with me back, it'll okay. cut his head. <clears throat> Got off. it. Yeah. No, totally. Because I can't do any of the big swings I need to do to actually take the head off right now, but I can get him away from Siobhan. Sure. Okay, yeah. So I think you get this in front of his throat and you pull him back. Um, But I think almost reactively, he swings back with the knife that he has and uh, buries it in your thigh. Oh, that's going to be too harm. Too harm, but he's not hitting that artery, so that's... Nope, nope. My artery is safe. Good, good, good. (laughs) Your arteries will live another day. There is blood all over the tile floor now, though. Yeah. Plus, I imagine some more of that yucky black icker. Oh, yeah. No, that stuff's everywhere. Does it smell? Ooh. Do we want it to? I mean, I just... I don't know. Probably. Probably. Probably for maximum horror effect, right? Probably. Yeah. Uh, What does it smell like? Death. Like decomposition? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal yeah, that. I was going to say, no, I was going to say, like, some kind of rotting forest floor. Mm, but, like, not, yeah. in a, not in a good way. Yeah. No, certainly not. Not, like, in a peaty, like, sort of, you know, damp, rainy way. More like a way that, that yeah, smells like, like rotting, decomposing yeah. moss or, like, horrible, wet things, you know, down in the loam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that maybe it's sort of got... Addison, I apologize for going even remotely Twilight here, but you know how, like, in Twilight, Bella describes that she's able to smell blood and everybody's like, that's ridiculous, humans can't smell blood. But, like, you definitely can. You super can. You super can. Like, that that rusty sort of But what they mean is that she can't smell it in the quantities that she supposedly says she can, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, But it definitely has that that Mm -hmm. odor to it as well. So it's, like, decomposing things with this horrible, like, rusty, acrid tang to it. Definitely. Pennies. Yeah. 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 
Nah. Nice. Okay. Um, cool. Gross. I got stabbed in this. So yes, that's what it smells like. But you have a knife buried in your thigh for two <clears> harm. <throat> um, you have a vampire sort of pressed up against you underneath the blade of your machete. Uh, there is slick Icarus vampire blood all over the floor. What do you do? You got to be careful not to uh, get too close to the sun there with that Icarus on the floor. <laughs> Icarus blood. Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the thing. I didn't plan this far ahead. Um, <laughs> what do Daedalus and Grey the Vampire have in common? They've both got Icarus blood on their hands. <laughs> uh, <ew. laughs> That's really funny. I'm so mad. Okay, sorry. Um, I'm actually like freaking out a little bit. Okay, I didn't plan this far ahead. Um, I've got him off Siobhan. Um, got, I'm trying to think about how... Or Siobhan, is there something that you want to do now that you have the, grip, the vampire pulled off of you? I mean, she's already got the the sword against his neck, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, but also a, a knife buried in her thigh, so... Right. Uh, by the way, so I, don't, I will not be yeah. making the mistake that makes me scream in every horror or action film ever. I will not be removing the knife. Oh, yeah, don't... <laughs> No, 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 totally. People always immediately pull the knife out, and you're not supposed to do that. Anyway. No. No, you're not. It's keeping all the blood in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, sorry. I don't know. I would probably, like, if you're right behind him, then I don't think she can really do anything without risking hurting Mariah. Shit, I just reversed sure. our situations. That's fine. But okay, also, so Mariah, like, it's on you Okay, then. so is there a way for me at the angle... Oh, or, sorry. sorry, Andrew, what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, in terms of fighty, fighty, pointy, shooty thing. Um, we could talk. We could... You could talk. Why are, why are you doing this? Why are you here? Um... <laughs> I think that uh, Gray sort of, well, can't really look up at you, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, idiot. Because <laughs> we ruined his eyes. Jeez Louise. <laughs> we did stab him in the eyes. Both eyes, yeah. Um, I think sort of spits out another mouthful of this horrible black substance, and it's staining his fangs Ugh. and, like, the corners of his mouth. And he sort of laughs and says... What do you expect to get me monologuing? <laughs> I like I like that he's Russian now. <laughs> <laughs> he's got blood in his oh, mouth. Shit. He's like not speaking clearly. You're correct. It's just that that's what Russian accents sometimes kind of sound like having a mouth. <laughs> what do you blood. expect to get me monologuing? Um, I just wanted to give you the opportunity for any last words. Oh shit! Um, what do I need to roll to take the machete as I have it right now and just kind of like. Oh my god, I can't. Like, oh my god, it's gonna be so gross. Like, yank it back and like slice through that shit. I would probably say that's manipulate someone if if it were up to me. Wait to cut off, cut a head off. <laughs> oh wait, no, sorry. I have intimidate, <laughs> so I thought. But I'm, maybe no, I'm trying it would to literally cut off his head. No, she wants to literally behead the vampire. Oh, uh, I thought you meant just like a yeah it, uh, to get. Oh him no, 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 no. Oh, at this point, it. we're not talking at this point. He has literally attacked a member of our town. That's I'm like, true, yeah. Out for Icker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a tough roll, right? Yeah, it is. Okie dokie. Okay, I rolled an eat. 
Okay, an so an eight is a mixed success, which means probably something pretty bad under these circumstances. Shit. Okay. Um, you could use a luck point. I think I might. I'm not going to tell you that you have to, but a complete and total success would end this fight. I think I might. Um, how many luck points have I used, though? Um, I don't it's know. It's got to be on your <laughs> oh, yeah, character let me sheet. Look. This would only be, okay, no, this would only be the second luck point. I think oh. I've used. Oh. Yeah, do oh, that. Unless this, unless this character sheet isn't up to date, the one I have saved, I think it is. No, you haven't used very yeah. many. That would that would make sense okay. to me. Two would track. And I'm going to use a luck point because I'm already bleeding from my thigh. <laughs> and I have okay. a knife up in there. Describe what this looks like to me. Okay. So the way I've sort of imagined it is almost like before I was sort of holding it almost like at both ends, like holding a pipe against mm-hmm. someone's throat. Not right. like touching the sharp part of the machete, but you get what I'm saying. It was like a, a yoinking get it. apparatus. What I've sort of attempted to then do is like kind of maneuver myself a little bit to, I, I kind of maneuver back and to the right as my hands kind of saw slice through. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yep, back so yeah, kind of just, <laughs> yep. Like you're trying to like really just cut through something. Um, yeah. I think, and it wouldn't be a straight um, back motion, it would be sort of a sawing, so you can sort of get sure. that momentum going. Because a straight back, I'd have to be pretty strong. Yeah. For all of Mariah's skills and all of her cool-headedness under pressure in this situation, I don't think that physical strength is one it's of not her, it. for lack of a better word, strong points. She's got noodly librarian arms. <laughs> but in this moment, you know, with just the blood pounding in your ears and the absolute adrenaline of the situation and seeing Siobhan in the state she's in in front of you and feeling like time is the one thing you don't have on your side. I think you suddenly have that same sort of insane strength that mothers who flip cars off of their children have. And you do it. You absolutely cut off both his words and his head as you jerk this thing violently to the side and the diner falls sickly quiet. Does, does he... My question is, as this happens, what happens to his body? That's a good does question. Does it fall like a human body or does it... I think it falls like a human body. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just cool. instead of blood, it's that black Because I think up. that's the worst possible yeah. case for this. Yeah. No, I think it falls completely limp. Gross. I, um, just kind of look at it. Um, shit, uh, in, in movies, they always just, uh, um, I didn't, I didn't think it would look like that. Um, we'll take it. To the station and get rid of it there. Okay. All right. Go check on Billy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Siobhan is going to start uh, wrangling up the body and try to move it to the van. We have the yeah, van, right? All right. Um. I forget. We, I, we got here in a car. I'm not sure if it was the Siobhan or not. Yeah, no, I, um, I'm, I'm, it, we can say it was the Shivan. Okay. <laughs> That's not a complication I'm going to introduce to the story. Yeah, okay. you can have the Shivan. Cool. I mean, even if you didn't, like, 
it would be parked at your house and your house is not that far and you could go get it. Sure. So like that's yeah. Yeah, okay. that's so not we have job. the Chavan. Um I uh I'm gonna make it a pen again and stuff it in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Um head toward the back, uh before I go into the back room, I take a second and I lean against the door and I rest my forehead on it and I'm and I'm just Trying to slow my breathing down. Mm-hmm. Because nothing we've killed has looked that human. Yeah. And already you've got this questioning like this is there something else we could have done? Did it have to go down like that? And I don't know. And so I open the door and I'm going to go check on Billy and see if he's okay. Is he okay? Okay. I think he's physically fine. I think you find him sort of leaning with it or maybe I think he's sitting down with his back against the wall and sort of like uh, his his knees folded up and his head resting in his hands. When the door opens, uh, he, he snaps his head up to look at you. And I think the first thing he notices is the knife in your thigh. And he um, immediately scrambles to his feet. And this look of complete shock is on his face. He's totally pale. But his vision right now is on you and the fact that you're covered in vampire blood with a knife poking out of your leg. Oh, oh my god. She looks down with his gaze at the knife in her thigh. I lo- looking down as if she kind of forgot it was there. Oh fuck! Do um. Do I want to know what just happened? I don't know. <laughs> I think when he hears the crack in your voice, um, he pulls himself together and immediately wraps you in a hug. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. No, what are... <laughs> you, um... Are you okay? I'm, I'm sure you did whatever you had to. Are you okay? I'm, um... Yeah. Well, it looks like I'm in better shape than you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you um need a hospital? Or? Yeah, I might. <laughs> I think he pulls back and sort of sinks back against the wall again. Uh, and, and runs a hand through his hair, just obviously completely overwhelmed at everything that has gone down in the past Mm -hmm. 10 minutes. Oh my god, that was so fast. I, um... I probably don't want to see my diner right now, do I? No. Uh, you probably don't. Right. (sighs) Oh my god, sorry. I was just asked that I'm really sad. you should be sad like rough situation totally take the time you need to decompress i know but billy uh worst things could have happened here today no that's true okay i'm zooming back in for a moment let's flip to one of our other uh 
protect. Oh, yeah, oh, I was I'm just going to say for say? a moment, obviously at some point help assistance needs to be gotten, but for just a second, um, I'm going to kind of collapse a little bit onto my, onto my butt and just kind of scoot up on the wall next to him. And we're just going to sit for a second. Yeah. I like that. Sit with everything that just happened and you can cut away now. everybody this is your keeper speaking thank you so much for tuning in yet again to a horror borealis we are so glad to have you here spending this part of your week with us and we hope that we have not completely ruined the rest of your day so far i hope that you paid attention to the content warnings again this week uh in case you haven't noticed it gets a little bit intense and it will continue to do so not just for this episode but for the rest of the arc which after today is only one week longer and then you can get to the soothing and satisfying sounds of the winter lewd, which should be a nice break for everybody before we slide right into our next arc. Uh, we are so, so thrilled with the response that we've been getting to this arc so far as we've dropped it. It's been really exciting. We've gotten the chance to sort of push into some new boundaries, try some new things, and uh, it's really been elevated to just an unbelievable new level by the audio design work of Ryan Bolter, who's been our audio editor and sound engineer and producer extraordinaire throughout this journey, and we are enormously grateful for him. Um, if you get the chance, toss him a shout out on Twitter because really it's taken what was already, I think, an excellent bit of storytelling and just absolutely elevated it to something that we could not have gotten without his assistance. So we hope that you've been enjoying it as much as we have. It's been a really exciting time to be making the show and to be seeing everybody's reactions to it. I've gotten a lot of people yelling at me personally on Twitter and you know what? I can handle it. I can take it. Do your worst. I feed on your tears and grow strong on your screams. So um, that got really weird. <laughs> Speaking of exciting storytelling opportunities, if you have not caught this particular announcement, I am thrilled to be the first to tell you that we have some exciting bonus content coming down the line for you. Um, nothing will be ready probably until April or May, but there are a couple of opportunities that were unlocked by all of our really wonderful Year of the Moth Patreon donors that will then make their way to the main feed for A Horror Borealis. The first of those is a spin-off series called AHB 76, which is an all-ages, family-friendly-ish <laughs> kids-on-bikes adventure that takes place canonically in Revenant in the year 1976. I think it's going to be a really fun addition to the lore. We have a whole new cast. Uh, that's going to be J.V. Hampton Van Sant, MJ, who you may have heard as an audio editor on a few other different podcasts, and our own Val Patron, who has been an audio wizard in the past for this show, as well as for The Cryptid Keeper. And the three of them are going to be playing some really lovable characters that I know you're going to just adore. And it's going to be a really fun time. The other thing that we have happening is a little 
uh, spinoff called Horror Borealis Side Stories, which is a scripted audio format show that features a bunch of new and upcoming voice actors as some of your favorite NPCs from Revenant. So we're going to do a series of episodes that feature basically what happens in the town when the main hunters are not around or when they're conveniently off screen. I think it's going to be a really cool way to add to the lore of the show and to build out some of the townspeople that we know and love and don't always get to spend as much time with as we'd like. So I'm really, really excited. It's an amazing cast and they're really bringing something new and wonderful and deeply delightful to the table. And I hope that those will be a lot of fun for everybody to jump in on. If you want to keep seeing even more cool material happen from us and give us the opportunity to keep developing chances for other artists to do paid work, uh, then you can donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecryptidkeeper and help us keep unlocking those goals. We're so thrilled by the response that we've gotten so far, but we have a ways yet to go. And the more that you give, the more we can do. And that money makes its way back into the artistic community by letting us hire artists and VAs and audio editors and create more episodes more frequently to start creating even cooler rewards for all the people who help us achieve our artistic dreams. That's all I'm going to bother you with today. Um, Please take care in the back half of the episode. Check the show notes if you haven't already and stay safe out there. As always, the part of Mariah Harris is played by Addison Peacock. The part of Martha Campbell is played by Tim Werner. The part of Siobhan O'Shaughnessy is played by Andrew Giada, who also does our excellent theme music. Our audio editor slash producer slash sound designer is Ryan Bolter, and I'm your keeper, Alex Flanagan. Thanks so much for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Bye! Okay. Uh, Martha, Siobhan? Takers? Uh, Are you going to make Siobhan roleplay out disposing of a body? <laughs> I mean, I, I'll do it. No, I, just, I didn't what, know if there was anything else you wanted to be here's kind of doing at this moment. Here's kind of what I was thinking would happen, is, mm-hmm. is that we would um, get uh, uh, Gray's body into the van, mm-hmm. take it up to the station... And kind of like dip- oh dispose God. of it there, and then find what's happening, and there. then find what's happening oh, up no. there. That's what I was kind well, of going for. So all of that would be happening at the same time that the stuff at the ranger station yeah, was happening. Yeah, so, but so so why don't we cut over yeah. there, and then after cool. we settle saying. whatever yeah. is there, we can kind of merge I'm back together. Sweet. All right, Tim, you ready? Yeah. Cool. We're back at the ranger station, and I think the scene is exactly where we left it. Tully is sort of, um, just having been thrown up against the wall, uh, is sort of struggling to catch his breath. You are helping Ben look for a bandage and trying to tend to his shoulder, which, well, again, is bleeding. Well, I know we already, we already got the bandage and everything um, last time, um, as far as I remember. So I think that's all patched up, um, or we can like fast forward through it. No, I don't want to fast forward. No, no, no. I like I what I'm saying is like Ben's already like patched up. We dealt with that last right. time. Right. What I'm saying is okay, but I I thought last time we were like looking forward in the process we of had, doing it. We had and then uh Ben found it, gave it to me and we were uh patching him up. So in my head like that's done. 
Right. I think what I'm what I'm trying to make clear is you can be in the process of doing that, but I don't want you to assume in this episode or like in this moment that like time is going to pass without something. Oh happening yeah, yeah. No, no, because no. you have a vampire. No, I'm that not, you're not. I'm looking not saying at. like okay, an hour passed. We're done with that. No, not at all. Right, and I'm saying that wrapping something up takes a few minutes, okay. especially like a significant shoulder okay. wound. Um, so then. Tully, do you have a way to contact Carson? Why would I why would I do that? I don't want to talk to Carson. I don't want to talk to any of them ever again. Alright, well, I want you to talk to Carson. <laughs> Sorry. Get him. <laughs> why? Fair point. Tully, you are on thin fucking ice right now. <laughs> I think um, Tully sort of stands up, pulls himself to his feet, um, sort of with one hand up against his ribs where the air was just, shall we say, squeezed gently from his lungs a moment ago. (laughs) Squeezed gently, but firmly. And something about his expression has changed. It's not not nearly as maybe perplexed or alarmed as it was a moment ago. He seems to have decided on something and... uh, it's not friendly. Oh, no. Okay. And he looks at you and says, You don't get to tell me what to do. Um. No one is telling me what to do anymore. I'm going to start making some decisions of my own. All right, bud. Um, either you can get in contact with Carson, find out where they, where they are, or um, it's not going to look pretty for you. I think he steps forward, and as he does so, steps into the sunlight that's pouring in through the door of the ranger station, which you left open. And you see the same transformation begin to take over him that Siobhan and Mariah witnessed in the diner. His eyes turn this full, deep black. His veins begin to stand out on his increasingly pale skin in this horrible grayish-black color, and his teeth become more evidently fang-like as he walks further forward towards you. He pulls his arm away from his side, and I think he looks much more threatening than he did a moment ago. I think uh, that maybe as you're tending to Ben or even just next to him, you notice, like, maybe he was uh, leaned up against you, or maybe you, like, were touching him in some way, and suddenly he kind of stiffens. And I think that you're aware of this change. And all of a sudden, Ben's eyes are kind of glazed over. And his expression is blank. Hey, Ben. And I shake him a little bit. Uh, You don't get an immediate response. The fuck are you doing to him, Tully? Ben and I are leaving. And I'm not talking to Carson or Gray ever again. You can let us go. Or we can fight about this, Fucking Martha. damn it. But I'm not going to be pushed around anymore. Uh, and then I'm going to push him against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll plus weird. Okay. Um, that's going to be a... S- or actually, I guess, uh, roll to kick some ass. Okay, well... But you can roll to kick some ass yeah, plus weird, Yeah, because right? I have the big whammy. That, so. um, yeah, but this is a kick yeah, some ass roll. Yeah. Just use so that's going to be an eight. Okay, so that's a yeah. mixed success. Um, so describe you throwing him against this wall. Um, 
Let's see. I because like it's going to be a little bit weird to do it where I also take harm. Um, Don't worry about okay. that part. Uh, I think it's like pretty much the same thing. Like Martha's eyes kind of mm-hmm. glaze over and get cloudy, and then um, she like just raises her arm and like uh, pushes him back. Okay. Um, I think that he knows what you're about to do this time. And I think that as he sees this start to happen, he just grabs whatever object is near at hand and uh, throws it at you. So probably there's like some knickknack or like something just like on the nearby table. And he he picks it up and hurls it across the room at you. Uh, we'll say it's a flower pot. There's some sort of flower pot there. Oh, damn. That was Ben's favorite. <sighs> Not my flower. grandma's begonias. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Tim, make your joke. Sorry. No, no, no. They were both it's good. It's your scene. They were both good. It's Siobhan's uh, grandma's both jokes, begonias. and then we can decide for ourselves which one was better. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ben's favorite. It's Ben's favorite Ben's favorite one. flower. <laughs> okay. Actually, I love that, actually. Aww. So, yeah, it's it's the flower pot there in the corner, and he throws it across the room at you, um, and then himself gets bodily hurled against the wall. I think the flower pot uh, clips you in the shoulder, and you take one harm. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that that kind of releases him as well. Um, sure. Yeah, okay. He collapses to the floor and pulls himself back up again. This time, there's not that same lapse that there was before. Okay. I think that maybe as he's moving in and out of this beam of sunlight, you're seeing this sort of like, <laughs> I love the idea of seeing this transformation like in in fleeting shape. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like one second you look at him and he looks like a normal person. And the other second you look at him and he looks like a monster. So it's like a and fight where they do the strobe light effect, but it's. Yeah, kind of. Opposite, kind of. Yeah. I love that, actually. I love that visual of you trying to fight this thing and simultaneously like it looks like you're hurting a person or it looks like you're lashing out against something that's trying to hurt you. And there's like this very uncertain discomfort to it. Yeah. It's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you do next? Um. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to like, make a whirlwind of all the papers in the office, just kind of throw them around so that it creates a distraction. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Um, I think that's just going to be a use magic roll. Okay. Um, and that's a nine. Okay. So a mixed success. Um, I think the mixed success on this one, obviously, is that you create this sort of uncertain environment, but it also is going to impact how you are able to navigate in here. So, uh, okay. kind of a double-edged sword. Um, and then I'm gonna, like, uh, wrap Ben's arm around my neck mm-hmm. and then, uh, try to bolt for the door. I think that as you go to do that, um, you, you know, you grab Ben and you try to pull him towards the door and then, uh, Tully's head snaps up and he looks over at where Ben is standing or looks at where the two of you are. And then suddenly, like, Ben pulls his arm away from you. And steps back. Fuck. Um, Tully, what the hell do you think you're doing? And I think that it's actually Ben that you hear respond to you. And he says, what do you think you're doing, Martha? I'm trying to help you, Ben. Well, maybe I don't want to be helped. 
is there anything that I should do to, like, understand if this is coming from Ben or Tully? Uh, you can either take a guess and act on it, or you can uh, do some sort of, like... Is it like an investigative mystery thing? Or you wanna, if you want to roll for it, then I would say you could either... There's one of two ways I think this could happen. I think you could either do a straight up and down, like, read a bad situation roll, um, or you could probably okay. try to, like, tune in and figure out that way who you're actually talking to. Um, let me just read a bad situation. Cool. Uh, that's going to be a seven. Okay, so a mixed success. Um, hmm. Oh, no. Yeah, so you still get one question, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um... I guess any dangers we haven't noticed. Yeah, is I don't know closest. that I don't know that the list is yeah. particularly useful here. What's just the one question you want to ask? Uh, basically, is this coming from Ben? Is this Ben talking? Yeah. So Ben's mouth is moving, but again, his eyes are completely glazed over. His expression is pretty blank. Um, I think if Martha were to make a guess, she would say that, like, yeah, this is absolutely that compulsion. Like, you have the information that vampires can compel people whose blood they have consumed. Um, And I think that that suddenly comes back to you with, like, stunning clarity in this moment as you're seeing this happen. That having been said, there is still something to the emotional weirdness of having to grapple with the fact that it is this person looking at you and saying this to you. Right, yeah. Um... So I think by this point, the papers have kind of like fluttered to the ground. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, Tully, what's your goal? Are you just using people to make them your friends? Are you controlling them, making them do things they don't want to do just so that you feel good about yourself? Because that sounds a whole lot like Gray right now. I think he sort of snarls and gets back to his feet and says, what do you know about it? Well, I know that you doing this makes you a fucking terrible person. And I think I'm going to, um, oh, I, oh, I shouldn't mess up. Oh, they have monitors and stuff in the room, right? Yeah, I just shouldn't ruin their electronics, but I'm gonna. Wreck shit up. Um, so they have those big boxy computers, uh. And I'm going to throw one right at his face. <laughs> I will say, I think they probably have one. I don't think that the ranger station oh, is particularly no. well-funded. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the first thing I see. That's fine. And my I love parents it. always told me that my life is more important than any object in this house. So if you see a bad, bad man in this house, you do anything. You can break whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I think that's a great strategy to have. So you throw a computer at him? <laughs> I throw a computer at okay. Tully. Uh, roll plus weird. I'm assuming you're throwing it with your magic and not with your hands. Yeah, yeah, Are you yeah, throwing it yeah, with your no. hands? No, no, I'm not good with my hands. Okay, then roll uh, plus weird. Now, I rolled, it would be a seven. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it a seven. Okay, that's probably a good move for right now. So this would be a kick some yeah, ass Yeah, because I don't know if computer impact would be death worthy. Yeah, so you uh, you throw this computer at him. You just send it flying across the room. I think the cord is yanked out of the outlet, and there are like sparks that fly. Uh, it does <laughs> oh, make no, contact. I'm gonna set the whole station on fire, aren't I? 
Oh, damn. Uh, it does slam into him. I think it catches him probably, like, square in the chest and knocks him back. Glass shatters. There's, you know, bits flying everywhere. And whatever's inside a computer, I don't know, like, microchips or something. Hmm? Well, at that point, they weren't very micro, were they? That's true. Macrochips. The hard drive especially hurt because that's a blunt object. (laughs) (laughs) I think that probably you throw this thing and it does catch him like square across the chest and and knocks him down. Probably it pulls something with it when you throw it uh, that like. Oh, it pulls the uh, the floppy disk uh, uh, reader. It pulls the disk drive with it and it flacks you in the back of the head. (laughs) Okay. Uh, which uh, I don't think that it much? knocks you down. Um, that's just one harm. I don't think that it knocks you down or anything, but it probably does disorient you for a second. Like a blunt force of the back okay. of the head is not ideal in the middle of a fight. And then I took one harm from the flower pot as well, right? Ben's yeah. favorite flower pot? Yeah. Oh, damn it. He's going to miss that thing. There are things he might miss more, like his life. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. So I think, but, I, know, I think that was a fine Plants are important move. to Ben. Yeah. He has a, a hard time even being vegan because plants are that important. <laughs> ben has a... <laughs> He's on a meat-only diet. <laughs> oh my god, no. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I will not make that canonical decision. Um, uh, I think this thing knocks him down. I think you get hit in the back of the head and probably are blinking spots out of your vision for a moment. It's a little bit uncertain how much time passes, but then Tully is back on his feet again um, and is as bruised up as he looks. I don't think he appears to have taken any real significant lasting damage. Um, and at this point, I think he's given up on trying to have this this battle of wills with you. I don't think he's interested in that anymore. So he uh, lunges at you and tries to, I think, grab you by the throat. Uh, you can roll to act under pressure if you just want to try to avoid that and get out of it, or you can roll to kick some ass if you want to try to fight back and preempt this from happening, but this is kind of a soft move against you. Um, let me act under pressure. Okay. Although I'm debating whether or not I should just fail this for narrative sake. Um, well, I would get a 10. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more narratively interesting if I do fail the roll. Oh, okay. Shit. Then you can just forgo the roll altogether, yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Then, yeah, he lunges across the room. I think you're still uh, you're still kind of reeling from this impact at the back of your head a little bit. And he uh, grabs you by the throat and I think slams you back down on the desk that you were sort of standing near when you threw this computer. So I'm going to uh, try to telepathize with Ben. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm just going to say, like, Ben, help. Uh, do you, yeah, roll roll weird. Uh, that is a 11. Nice. Okay. Normally I wouldn't make you do that, but I think because there's kind of this, like, battle for yeah, control happening yeah. anyway, there's sort of, like, defenses you have to get through. Um, so yeah, you, you reach out and I think you probably can tell when a call goes through for lack of a better metaphor. (laughs) Um, and I think you, you feel this connection be made and you sort of, you see him blink rapidly and his eyes sort of clear for a second. 
Um, and Tully does not notice it, but Ben uh, looks around and grabs, let's say there's a pair of like silver scissors on the desk. They're probably not Why made of actual silver, silver but they're silver for the sake of the narrative. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're silver in color. Again, I don't think that they're made of actual silver, but maybe they're like, I don't know. There might be traces of some, silver in there. Some neato stainless steel scissors. Although to be fair, this is like the National Parks Office. It would not surprise me if they had silver like hidden in plain sight. That's true. You know? I kind of like the idea of them having like, <laughs> deus ex machina scissors just on the desk or just like letter openers that are silver Ooh, i like the letter opener cool that's cool. yeah let's do that so grabs this letter opener and i think um how do i want to orchestrate this opism just like a letter <laughs> no but i think uh probably he pushes Tully back by the shoulder, catches him off guard, and then drives this letter opener into his stomach. Tully releases his grasp on your throat and sort of reels backward for a second, um, grasping at the letter opener, but there's a reaction that you haven't seen so far and that neither Siobhan nor Mariah would have seen in their fight, which is this vampire's reaction to silver. What do we think this should look like? I want there to be some I mean, kind the of classic. Like, the classic way is just like a burning sensation. Yeah, but I want there to be some sort of visual cue for our visual medium. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't really know of one. I'm accepting input from anybody. So, like Addison or Andrew, if you have an, an idea, does it do like the whole thing where uh, if you wear copper, then it like makes your skin turn green? Ooh, I kind of like that. Some sort of like weird visible change decay in skin type color. Thing. Decay is good. Yeah. I like that. Because like we're oh. on the whole decay kick with the ichor. No, and that's like... really good because I think that we had established that the reason that silver is effective against vampires is because silver interrupts magic. And since these right. creatures okay. are like still being animated by magic essentially, um, then yeah, like if you interrupted the magic that was sort of powering their bodies, I think what you would naturally see would be the state their body would be in if they had not been a vampire, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I love that. I think this letter opener plunges into his stomach. And I think as he like tugs to pull it out, uh, you see sort of like decaying skin around the wound where the knife went in. And it's sort of spreading outward a bit. Not rapidly, but there is this very visible change that is sort of seeping over his torso. Um. So is he still holding on to the the uh letter opener? Uh which one of them? Huh? You just How said, many did Ben throw? No, you just into... said is he. So I'm I didn't know if you <laughs> oh, meant Oh, 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 oh. Is is Tully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh Martha's going to try to force his hand up into his his neck. Oof. Okay. Like right under his chin. Yeah, roll um roll to kick some ass. Plus weird. Eleven. Damn. Okay, describe what this looks like. Uh it's really slow because he's like fighting it, mm-hmm. which makes it worse. Uh but uh you can see like both of them straining and like uh Tully's realizing what's happening. Um 
and then it just like it touches under his chin mm-hmm. uh and like you can see it just start to decay a little bit there mm. and then it just goes all the way in damn yeah Whew. i think that's what happens and i think as it goes in you see his face start to undergo this change as well. And I think the last sort of visual you get is um, that his eyes for a brief second clear from where they had been previously, that full black color to looking like dead human eyes. And then he collapses to the ground. Um, And then Martha kind of like slides off the desk and uh, is sitting leaning against it. Yeah, I think um, Ben sort of stumbles for a second and catches himself on the desk as this hold that was on him previously is released. And then he looks down and sees you and immediately uh, falls to his knees next to you and and takes you by the shoulders. Martha, are are you okay? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Are you? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Fuck. Um... I think uh, uh, Siobhan and Mariah went to the diner. They were going to uh, talk to Gray. I don't... I, can Can you call? Yeah. Yeah, not a problem. Hey, I'm, I'm... I'm so sorry for dragging you into this, but thank you. Yeah, um, I'm glad you did, because uh, I don't want to lose you. Um I think he um, stands up with a little smile and reaches his hand down to help you up. But I think as he does so, the sunlight is streaming into the room, and maybe as the sun begins to set, the angle of the light has changed somewhat. And I think that as the sun streams across Ben's face, you see his eyes turns completely black. No! No! 